Hello and welcome. This is Reverend Mark Bishop, Interim Pastor here at St. Paul United Church of Christ in Wapakoneta, Ohio, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We say this because we try to live God's extravagant welcome. You are always welcome to be a part of our family at St. Paul UCC here in Wapak. May God bless us abundantly as we worship together. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You know, the, I, I'm, one of the things I'm going to take up with God when I meet my maker is, why in the world did God create us with such ease to see the darkness. We have, no, we have no problem seeing the problems that confront us, the things that are wrong with the way we relate to each other. It's always easy to see, isn't it? Isaiah was writing in the last days of the southern kingdom. The freedom that they had enjoyed for 700 years was under siege, about to disappear. The unthinkable was about to happen. And we remember this morning Mary and Joseph, the darkness that they were born into. Caesar Augustus the first emperor, not just to be, Caesar was a, a word that was used to, to declare to the world that I'm the most important ruler in the whole world. Caesar had been used, but Caesar Augustus was the first to, de to declare that he was the very son of God and thus to be obeyed. In that darkness, Mary and Joseph were forced because of a whim of taxation, the taxation needs of the empire, to travel in the ninth month of her pregnancy. It's, it's almost unthinkable, riding on a donkey for days and weeks. We have no trouble today seeing darkness. Jesus, today in Advent, is born into a time of war. 
saw a very interesting picture of the, the, the nativity scene at the, the cathedral of Bethlehem where they decided that they were going to, to, to change it up a little bit and instead of straw around the manger, they piled the rubble that had been made by bombs and war. Darkness is easy to see. We see global warming. We see coercive governance everywhere trying to force us to believe this or that. So why, and this is what I'm going to take up with God, why is it so much harder to understand what we mean when we say that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. What do we mean by that? Advent has been a time when we've been waiting and watching and preparing for the light of Jesus. We've sung about it over and over again, meditated upon it. A real human being, as vulnerable as you and I, was incarnated as the very essence of God some 2,000 years ago. And today we are asked to, to give praise for this light. But what do we mean by it? Isaiah's light was freedom from oppression and political control, having political control over their lives. That's what they expected the Messiah to be. Verse 4, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors you have broken as on the day of Midian. That's what it meant in Isaiah's time. That's what they expected God's light to be. And yet we have this scene, this strange Christmas scene that tells us that light was not regaining control of the government, was not freedom and independence, it was, nor was it the power to coerce people to obey God's law. Instead, it was a surprise. The Messiah, God, became a humble baby under the radar of the violence of Herod and Caesar Augustus. Instead of the power of the empire, there was a new kind of power of servanthood, a new kind of wisdom, truth, and peace, and kindness, and the trust to allow people to choose on their own faith and a life of faithfulness. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I'm, I'm glad that I'm not God because I wouldn't have that kind of patience to trust human, human beings to make the right choice. Because so often it seems we make the expedient choice, the quick choice. And yet, and yet God does trust us and call us to choose faith, peace, love, and to live a life of faithfulness. Light, this light, this great light, was announced not to the important people of society, but to the lowest of the low, the shepherds. All of God's people, high and low, are empowered to become children of God. No matter who you are or where you are on God's on your journey, you are welcome in God's kingdom of love. But you know, we're strange creatures, we human beings. When we, when we do actually see the light, our instinct is to be afraid and to, to back up and to say, um, me? You, you're, gonna, you, you're, you're revealing yourself to me? You, you, uh, that can't be. We feel unworthy. We feel afraid. The scripture uses a strong word. When the angels appeared to the shepherds, they were terrified. And we have to be honest about ourselves that part of the reason why it's so difficult to see the light is because we're afraid to see the light. We're afraid of the truth. We're afraid of the high calling that is yours and mine to be the light of the world, just as Jesus was and is and will be. These angels said, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you great news of good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. When we see or experience the divine fear, smallness, unworthiness, we need that message, do not be afraid. What are we afraid of? Now the traditional answer to that in scripture is that we're afraid that the Messiah isn't going to be recognizable to us because we really wish for a strong man to be in charge, maybe a soldier or a king or an emperor. And God does not come to us that way. God comes to us in humility and love and peace and trust and faith. Are we afraid of a baby? It it almost seems absurd, but I want you to think about it. For those of you who are parents, 
What was it like when your firstborn was, mar- was, was born? When you had that first opportunity to hold in your hands this uh, I don't know what to do with this <laughs> baby. The fear, the, the realizing that that suddenly we have been changed from just Mark and Susan to mom and dad. Forever. We've been changed to mom and dad and then to grandpa and grandma. This baby changes us when it comes into our family how much more does this baby born into the world expecting great power and coercive behavior to make people do the right thing to make them believe the right thing this is how God works God works by invitation by calling by nudging our spirits, by shaping us one step at a time. God is continuing, and that's what Advent is about, is for us to remember that God is continuing to be born into the world, into your hearts, and we pray into the world so much in need of the message of peace and respect for everyone. The kingdom of God is a humble place of worship. And the only appropriate response is prayer and celebration. A place which will eventually be re- transformed so that the lion will be able to lie down with the lamb. That the impossible peace that passes all understanding will be the rule of the world. It is our faith. It is our hope. And it teaches us something about the the very nature of God. That God's nature is relationship. Not only with human beings, but calling us to have a loving, peaceful, kind, respectful relationship with each other. But not just us. God has a relationship with all creation, all creatures, the earth itself. We are in relationship with creation. We need to learn those lessons if we're going to survive as a human race. For all the ways that our celebration of Christmas gifts gets in the way of this God of relationship, it can sometimes become a a time when we get so stressed out that we're cranky with each other instead of being thankful and loving toward each other. It can be turned into a, a festival of greed where we anticipate 
the booty of the gifts that we will receive. I know it was that way for me as a kid. Intuitively, we know that the reason that we give gifts to our children is to celebrate the nature of God's love. We want our love and gift giving to reflect the love of God. We cook our special holiday dishes to celebrate the presence of love through the abundance of God's creation when we are appropriately great, grateful. This image of gazing into the face of a baby, there's nothing that we wouldn't do for them. In the same way God is our loving parent, there's nothing that God wouldn't do with you. Not for you, but with you. Infinite love is born in a manger today. Joy to the world. The Prince of Peace may be, continue to be born into our lives so that we might be a part of the transformation of the suffering of this world into peace and justice for all. Amen. We pray that you have found blessing and enrichment in joining us for worship today, as we are truly blessed to have you worship with us. Peace and blessings to you, and thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support the ministries of St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, you can do so in three ways. First, you can mail in your gifts to St. Paul at P.O. Box 147, Wapakoneta, Ohio, 45895. Secondly, you can send your gifts online from our website, stpaulucc.com. Lastly, you can text the amount you would like to give by texting us at 844-971-1800. Come join us again at St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, where, no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.